Thank you everyone for coming to our show. Our guest today is Sarah Jenkins, who is the publishing director at Elsevier. She is currently located at Oxford, UK. Sarah has served Elsevier in various capacities over the last 19 and a half years and has led many successful projects at Elsevier. Sarah, thank you so much for coming to our show. Congratulations on your leadership efforts at Elsevier and your contributions to publishing platforms that serve so well to advance and disseminate the knowledge to the community. To start with, could you tell us something about Elsevier in general and your journey that brought you here? Of course, Santosh. So first of all, thank you so much for having me. Um, it's, it's a real pleasure to be here. So thank Elsevier you. is one of the oldest publishing houses in the world. We're very proud of our heritage and we're incredibly motivated by our mission to help researchers and healthcare professionals advance science and improve health outcomes for the benefit of society. So I'm a publishing director in STM Journals. We publish peer-reviewed journals across all fields of science, technology, medicine and healthcare. And our role is to ensure that we publish credible, high quality and trusted research, which can be shared and built upon by the scientific community. So my own journey brought me into scientific publishing completely by accident. So okay. I did a Bachelor of Applied Science in Canberra in Australia, my native country, and mm -hmm. I began at Elsevier in February 2002, um, initially just as a temping job, but actually I found that the mission of Elsevier really resonated with me and actually it, it made me stay. Initially, I was working in our, our health and medical sciences group. A particular highlight of mine was, was launching the Journal of Geriatric Oncology, which was the very, very first in its field. But I changed tack completely in 2018 um, when I became publishing director for mathematics and computer science within our physical sciences business unit. A great time to join because we had a really nascent open access program, which has been going from strength to strength now. And earlier this year, I was lucky enough to um, take on the research elements journals, of which, of course, Hardware X is a part. And I'm mm -hmm. really looking forward to kind of yeah, working with our, our publishers and our managing editors and editors, of course, like yourself and like Todd and Joshua. So could you describe something about research element journals and what is different from existing journals? That's a really, really good question, Santosh, and, and that's because the research elements journals are just a little bit special. Well, certainly they are in my mind. So all of our research elements journals are multidisciplinary, open access, peer-reviewed journals, but we focus on publishing super short, digestible articles which look at data, methods and protocols, software, mm -hmm. hardware, and also now our newest journal celebrates the inventions that come out of the R&D process. So they're quite different to the specialty journals that you might be very familiar with, which contain mm -hmm. full-length original research articles. Right. And really the, the raison d'etre, if you like, behind the research elements journals is to contribute to open science and specifically to improve reproducibility by making the elements of the research life cycle more discoverable. We sort of find that they open doors for collaboration between researchers. And one of the most important things is that they reduce the duplication of research effort that we often find. Okay. From your experience, how long does it take for a new journal to establish itself and be well known among the community and accepted by the community? 
Oh yes. So so this is one which is different, I guess, for every single journal. Um, I mean, as publishers, I guess we have some practical measures, if you like, on how okay. well a journal is doing. So they might include things like, you know, are we getting a good number of manuscript submissions? Where okay. in the world are those manuscript submissions coming from? So for example, do we have a really good spread um, from across the world? We also look at things like online usage. So are our journals actually creating a little bit of a buzz out there in the environment? Are people reading them? Are people citing them? But I guess one of the biggest things that we look at, and particularly for new journals or less mature journals, is mm -hmm. how engaged an editorial team do we have? So do we have editors-in-chief who are like super enthusiastic, are really mm -hmm. driving the journal forward? Do we have editorial board members who are out there acting as ambassadors for the journal by talking about it, you know, in their communities, encouraging mm -hmm. their peers to submit, talking about mm -hmm. the benefits of what this new journal will bring? So I guess those are, are some of the, the kind of informal metrics, if you like, that we use. Right. Obviously, of course, you know, we also know about some of the more formal metrics. I'm thinking mm -hmm. of things here like the impact factor, which is one that everybody will be immediately picking up on but yes. also the inclusion in other indexing services like Scopus, for example. Most mm. indexing services have a, a quality process that you need to go through, certain criteria that a journal should meet, and it's kind of a really nice thing for us as publishers when we meet those criteria and we become included in those services. It's a great milestone, if you like, for us to meet. Okay, great. The next question is, how does HardwareX fit into your current portfolio of research element journals? And are the research element journals more individualistic? Or is there some plan to actually integrate them like SoftwareX, HardwareX, MethodX? There should be some common thread binding them together. Is that your vision or that some activities you have already planned? Absolutely. No, you know, Santosh, I, I couldn't agree more. There absolutely has to be that common thread that binds all of these journals together. Right. And so if I just start with Hardware X, so it's one of the six research elements journals that we have. And mm -hmm. obviously our specific mission, if you like, for Hardware X is to promote the open source design, construction, customization of hardware. So think about any kind of devices or instruments or other physical mm -hmm. objects. And mm -hmm. actually, if you look at the other research elements journals, like Data in Brief, Methods X, Software X, they have a very, very similar mission. But rather mm -hmm. than dealing with, with hardware and with physical objects, they themselves are actually dealing with software, with methods and protocols, with data sets, for example. So that is the kind of the, the common mission that binds them together is making these research objects or research elements fully accessible mm -hmm. to the community and allowing the authors of those research objects to describe them in full so that a reader, for example, could take that research object and reuse it and reproduce it. And so many of the authors that I've spoken to um, on research elements are absolutely passionate about that ability for others to reuse what they've done and to either interpret it differently or to build upon it or just to help them in their own research. And I think that's kind of the, the common thread, if you like, which holds right. all of the research elements journals together. Right. Is there any way to track, if I have published a paper in Hardware X, how many people are actually not downloading my article, but actually using my project? 
there are some social media websites where you can post comments but beyond that there is no formal way in which you can track that and that would be a novel factor if we can integrate that with your journals santosh i could not agree more I have to say, and again, this is something where when I've been speaking to authors of all of our research elements journals, this is an improvement that they suggest pretty much immediately mm-hmm. to me. I mean, there's there's some, I guess, more informal ways. So, for example, you know, a lot of software authors say to me they can go onto GitHub, they can go onto Condorforge, something like that, and they can see how many people have actually downloaded their software. Yeah. What they can't see is exactly what you're getting at, which is that's great, you've downloaded it, but have you actually gone ahead and used it in another right. research project? And then, right. of course, what were the results from your research project? Yes, yes. That's something that we're still working on, but I have to say okay. it's a bit of a vision of mine if we could bring that, make it a reality and include it with the research elements journals, then I think we've got something which is like super useful for the community. Right. Moving on, you are all about promoting open science you know, what are your thoughts on open access publications and the open access fees that come along with it? Because uh, authors have to pay that open access fees. And a follow-up question would be, is Elsevier committed to keeping the article processing costs low for research element journal articles? Really good question, Santosh. And I think the first thing I would say is that open access is most definitely here to stay. I think we all agree that advances in science are promoted by open science, and I think we probably all define that as being inclusive, collaborative, transparent, and so, of course, open access is a huge part of this. And certainly at Elsevier, we're seeing a growing number of authors who want to publish their papers open access. And just to give you an example of that, between 2019 and 2020, we saw the number of open access articles grow by 65%. So we published over 80,000 papers in our Gold OA journals last year. So that gives you a little bit of the scale, if you like, of of open Mm -hmm. access. I mean, I think as with everything, there are absolutely important differences between communities which affect open access and which affect how open access is implemented. And I think for us, the most important thing is that we listen to each of those communities And we respond to them by offering as many choices as we possibly can. So some communities, for example, moving a little bit more slowly to open access. Mm -hmm. Others are like, you know, we're already there. Everything's got to be open access. There's absolutely no doubt about that. But, you know, you're absolutely right. Open access is obviously predicated on authors paying an APC, an article publication charge, which means Mm -hmm. many of the very, very important costs which Mm -hmm. absolutely need to be met for journals. And Mm -hmm. they include things like the running of the editorial office, the maintenance of online submission um, systems, perpetual Mm -hmm. publication, the typesetting, the language editing, all of those kinds of things. Obviously, I can sort of only speak for Elsevier on this, but you might be able to take some good insights that apply. I mean, we consider a range of factors when we set our APCs. So we look at things like journal quality. So, you know, newly launched journal versus something that's very mature with a high impact factor. We also look at the editorial review and technical processes. And this is really important because it includes things like how is the editorial office run? How many managing editors do we have assisting the editors in chief? Mm -hmm. What is the language editing process like? And and so Mm -hmm. forth. But, of course, we also look at the community and the market in which we operate. 
super important, as you know, I'm sure you'd agree, to be competitive. So when we look at a journal like Hardware X, we have a very different process to the full-length specialty journals publishing original research. One of the things where we're very different, for example, is that we use an article template. That obviously really helps both in terms of peer review, but also in terms of the typesetting once the manuscript has been accepted for publication. So I think there's important differences and we're really committed to keeping not just Hardware X as APC, but the APC of the other research elements journals as low and as accessible as we can. That doesn't mean that it will always main at at $500, I'm afraid. You know, it might need to go up as our costs go up. But, you know, the last point I'd make about this, Santosh, is that it's also super important, I think, for us to be included in programs like Research for Life. Mm-hmm. Because we're included in Research for Life, it, it means that authors in emerging economies do not need to pay for their APC. So it means mm-hmm. that we still get full participation from across the globe for something mm-hmm. like Hardware X, which is massively important. <laughs> right. Thank you. So what about the APCs for the preprints to research element journal articles? And is there a specific preprint archive that you recommend for these journals? That's a really interesting question. Um, there's a lot of preprint archives out there um, and a lot which are favoured by our authors. So, for example, from, from my own side of things, coming from the mathematics and computer science portfolio, mm. almost 100% of our authors use archive. Yes. Um, so I would say to all authors, it's, it's good for you to get um, comfortable with your preprint server of choice. Some of them are quite specialist. Some of them are more generalist. I think you Mm -hmm. should really consider kind of what your audience is. At Elsevier, for example, we have SSRN, um, and that is is free for authors to use. SSRN has been creating um, subject-specific communities. So, for example, you know, we've got SSRN Chem for the chemistry authors. And Mm -hmm. as an author, it's it's completely free of charge to deposit your preprint into the preprint servers. And, of course, you know, from the research elements perspective, absolutely encourage that and and very happy to have you depositing a preprint prior to a formal submission to us. Okay, that's great. Is there a way in which editor-in-chief can reach out to the developing countries, for example, mm-hmm. and push the journal beyond having a website and beyond having a crawling app that can go around the internet? So something that has more of a community interaction at a face-to-face level. No, it's, it's what we would find, Santosh, is that actually a personal touch goes a really, really long way in promoting right. a journal. So one of the things that we like to do, not just with Hardware X, although we do do it with Hardware X, but other journals too, is to have editors who do go out. Sometimes they commission articles. So, for example, we have Shane Oberloyer, one of our managing editors for Hardware X, who actually looks at the, the landscape of hardware and actively reaches out to authors and invites them to submit their work to Hardware X. We do this across a lot of our journals. And the mm-hmm. reason that we do it is that we find that, that authors really react very positively because this yes. is an editor saying to them, you know, I really like what you've done. It's really yes. relevant to what we're trying to do in the journal and we yes. would love to showcase your expertise, your skills and, and your piece of hardware. So yes. we do that on a really regular basis and I would 
yeah, I, I sort of I really get behind that because it does have such good results. The, the other thing that we do, and again, we've found this to be pretty successful, is to do series of author and reviewer workshops. Sometimes mm-hmm. we can run those um, in conjunction with conferences. Sometimes mm-hmm. we run them in conjunction with institutions, for example. Mm-hmm. And they're mm-hmm. just a great opportunity for an editor and a publisher to partner up, go mm-hmm. out, meet key researchers who are really interested in the field where the mm-hmm. journal is positioned. And it gives mm-hmm. everybody an opportunity to kind of interact face-to-face. It gives mm-hmm. prospective authors the opportunity to ask really practical questions. It gives editors the opportunity to interact with their authors and their readers. And always as publishers, we come home with great ideas as to kind of how we can improve the journal more. So we've been right. doing those obviously virtually over the last 18 months. Yes. Um, I have to say from my perspective, I'm looking forward to them getting back face-to-face because I really think that they, you know, they work so much better when they're face-to-face. But that I think is is two really good ways of editors reaching out. But of course, you know, we haven't touched on social media. Some of our editors love using that and are, are like super effective at it. So mm-hmm. that's another way. I won't talk about that too much because I'm not an expert myself, but mm-hmm. um, that's that's definitely been a very successful okay. method for some editors too. Okay. So moving forward, could you share your vision for Hardware X and in the next few years, where do you see the journal taking off and going? So Hardware X is a an absolutely fantastic journal. Um, it's incredibly well respected and we're actually seeing it grow in terms of the mm-hmm. number of manuscript submissions and mm-hmm. online usage from year to year. And, mm-hmm. and I think, you know, at this point, I just take my hat off to Joshua and Todd um, mm-hmm. for their achievements. You know, this is all right. absolutely down to them. Yes. So if I look at the future, our vision is to expand HardwareX more. So we would really like to see it reach all disciplines. At the moment, it's it's still not quite there. But this particular part of the vision goes back to the multidisciplinary approach that we take mm-hmm. with all of our research elements journals. And I guess we've got some ways that we're already doing this. So I just mentioned Shane's work as our commissioning editor really Mm -hmm. reaching out to people across different subject areas and inviting them to showcase their work in Hardware X. Worth saying as well that we waive the APCs for all of those papers, so there's no barrier to participation through open access. One of the really nice things we're doing is working with Steve Cranford and his team at Matter, which is a cell press journal, and we're looking to attract companion hardware papers to the full-length original research, which is published in Matter. And, of course, we were just mentioning conferences then. We've also got an idea on the table with Steve to co-host special hardware sessions at selected international conferences where we can really bring Hardware X to the fore and, again, just kind of increase its visibility across Mm -hmm. all communities. And I think, you know, the the final thing I'd really want to say here is that we had a piece of super good news recently We have just been accepted um, for coverage in the Emerging Sources Citation Index, the ESCI. This is Mm -hmm. one of um, Claravet Analytics databases, and this will ultimately result in an impact factor. So I appreciate that, you know, metrics and quantitative metrics are not the be-all and end-all, most definitely not, but I have to say um, I'm pretty excited about HardwareX getting an impact factor And it will certainly help us to open the door in countries where the impact factor is really important. So China, for example, 
that's a market that could really open up to Hardware X as a result of the impact factor coming through for us. Okay. As a final question, do you have any advice for the young listeners who look up to you as a role model and aspire to follow your career path? <laughs> so, you know, Santosh, you know, I... I I, I came into publishing by accident and in fact, you know, my, my piece of advice almost follows directly on from that. Mm-hmm. And when I was at school and when I was at university, um, scientific publishing was not a career path that anybody had mentioned to me. So the first mm-hmm. thing I would hope is that there are a lot of bright scientific graduates out there who are already thinking about publishing because they've got some kind of experience within the publishing ecosystem. So whether that's being, you know, an author on a paper um, or whether that's being a reviewer or whether it's just being a reader and actually kind of looking through the journals and the books that we publish. But what I would say to them is, you know, please don't hesitate to reach out to publishing houses and to find out more. So within Elsevier, for example, we have a number of intern programs and I'm working with a couple of super bright people in the US at the moment who are part of our intern program. And the idea is to really give them an understanding of, you know, what life as a publisher is like. We're giving Mm -hmm. them as kind of as many varied projects as we possibly can so that Mm -hmm. we can show them kind of all aspects of of publishing. And it's it's not all glamorous, I can tell you that. So what I would say to young people out there is, you know, Uh please don't hesitate to ask questions and investigate and reach out. And I think that intern programs and work experience of all kinds can be super valuable in giving you just that little bit of taste of, what do you want to do? And sometimes, of course, you know, what do you what do you not want to do? But it's right. all valuable experience. And I would say, you know, just get out there. <laughs> right. Thank you so much for all the advice and thank you for coming to our show. Congratulations again on all your efforts at Elsevier and your support for our Hardware X Journal. It's an absolute pleasure, Santosh. Thank you so much for having me and thank you so much to everybody for their hard work on Hardware X. Thank you.